Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Today, we will be talking about the revival and reformation in the Latter-day Seventh-day Adventist Church. This will not be, this will be a talk, this will not be preaching. <laughs> so this will not be long. I am sure that we should be out of here pretty shortly. Some of us in the religious community may believe that revival is just for non-believers. On the contrary, revival is for the people of God. Revival is for Seventh-day Adventists, the Latter-day people of God. What do you say? God has, from time to time, strived to bring revival into the hearts of his people. As human beings, our hearts are prone to wander. The songwriter says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for the courts above. Brothers and sisters, our hearts tend to drift from the spiritual to the earthly. Our minds drift from the eternal to the things of the earth. Our customs, our habits, our patterns, our curiosities reflect our mindset and our attitudes. Let's take our Bibles to Jeremiah 17 and verse 9. Jeremiah 17 and verse 9. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Most of us have heard of the number of murders that occurred in Montego Bay for the past couple months. Several people were killed. It is speculated that this caused our, most of it was as a result of the lot of scamming that is occurring down there. These people have deceived many of the people, um, some of the people in the United States are part of the Americas. And when the spoil is not shared properly, there is a fight about it. Brothers and sisters, our natures are fallen as a result of sin. Isaiah 53 and verse 6. Let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah 53 and verse 6. Isaiah 53 and verse 6. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Brothers and sisters, you know, we tend to have our own ways, you know. You, You see, it is our natural tendency to turn from God's way to our own. But brothers and sisters, there is hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and our friend. King David in his dilemma said, Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. Psalm 119, verse 159. Though we have fallen, though we have disobeyed God's commandments, though we have sinned, God does not turn his back on us. It is his desire that we turn away from our sinful ways and come back to him. Let's take our Bibles to 2 Chronicles 7. Verse 14. 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14. 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, 
then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What a God we serve. Our God means what he says and says what he means. What do you say? God wants us, his people, to respond in a, in a positive way, to meet the conditions of revival, to experience the power of revival, and then convey this unique message, convey the light of his love to the world. Brothers and sisters, we have a unique message. This message has not been given to anyone else but to us. Amen? But though we are God's people, we need to be, to be revived and reformed. Ellen White, Ellen G. White, the prophetess in Selected Messages, Book 1, page 121, in talking about the, the importance of revival, says, a revival of true godliness among us is the greatest and most urgent of all our needs. You see, God in heaven places priority on revival. When a church is lukewarm, when a church is indifferent, when a church is complacent, when a church is losing its spirit, this church has lost its passion and needs revival and reformation. Let's turn our Bibles to Revelation 3, verse 15 and 16. Revelation 3, verses 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, thou art cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Brothers and sisters, there are some among us within the church whose religious experience is insipid. What do I mean? Who do not bear decided witness in favor of the truth? Whose religious experience is lifeless? Whose religious experience has the outer husk of Christianity and lacks substance? Who has the external form but lacks the living power? Let's take a look at uh, Timothy 3 and verse 5. Timothy 3, let's see if I can find it. Uh, that should be 2 Timothy, I'm sorry. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Brothers and sisters, God is calling on us to be revived and to become active or flourishing. God is calling on us to become changed for the better. God loves his people so much that he will do whatever it takes to rekindle a spiritual flame in their hearts. Let's take a look at Hosea 6 and verse 1. Hosea 6 and verse 1. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he had torn and he will heal us. He had smitten, he had smitten and he will bind us up. Brothers and sisters, God loves us so much that he will do what? He will bind us together in his love. The, 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 the chorus says, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together. Lord, bind us together with love. Amen? 
Let's take our Bibles and go back to Revelation 3 and verse 17. Revelation 3 and verse 17. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Brothers and sisters, some of the experiences of the leaders in Jesus' day are similar to some of the experiences today. Many of our leaders are in spiritual poverty. Many are Bible reading, Sabbath keeping, tight paying church members looking for the coming of Jesus, but are still in spiritual darkness. Let's, let's, let's take a look at Luke 4. Luke 4 and verse 8. Luke 4. I want to make sure that Luke, Lord, Luke 4 and verse 18, I'm sorry, Luke 4 and verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ will restore the spiritual eyesight that we have lost if we allow him. Despite the faults, despite the faults that we have, and despite the incapacities that we have, Jesus Christ is there to restore us. Let's go back to Revelation 3, 18 and 19. Revelation 3, 18 and 19. Revelation 3, 18 and 19. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayst be rich and white raiment, that thou mayst be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness, nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayst see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Brothers and sisters, there is hope in Jesus Christ. There is hope for all who are afflicted with spiritual apathy and indifference. The fact that the Lord speaks to the Seventh-day Adventist church today shows that hope exists in his people if his people accept and follow his counsels. Amen? There is hope. We have to accept and follow God's counsels. Let's go again go back to Revelation 3, 18, 19, and 20. Um... I'll read it one more time. I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried in fire, that thou mayst be rich in white raiment, that thou mayst be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayst see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. The gold that Jesus is here talking about is without alloy. It is more precious than that of Ophir. For it is, it is what? Faith and love. The white raiment that Jesus is talking about, he invites the soul to wear, in his, wear his own robes of righteousness. And the oil of anointing is the oil of his grace which he will give spiritual eyesight to the soul in blindness and darkness, that he may distinguish between the working of the Spirit of God 
and the spirit of the enemy. This is taken from the Advent Review and the Advent Review and Sabbath Herald, August 17, 1894. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is going from door to door and proclaiming to every person, I stand at the door and knock. Be before I go on, there is an aside here. God wants his people, God wants the, the outpouring of the latter rain to be poured out on his people. But brothers and sisters, there are conditions. We have to be a victorious people. We have to be a loving people. We have to be a working people. We have to be enlightened. We have to be, we have to believe in temperance. And we have to believe in the Sabbath. We have to be an enlightened people. What, what do I mean by that? We have to be freed from ignorance and misunderstanding. We have to read our Bible. We have to study our Bible. We have to be informed of the contents of the Bible so that our spirituality will be lifted up. We have to ask, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us to open our minds. And after we are enlightened, we will be enlightened. Then we will go forth in vigor, grace, and action. We have to be a victorious people. Let's go back again. I think I've read this about two times. Let's go back again to Genesis 3, 22-22. Genesis 3, 22-22. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I'm sorry, Revelation 3, 22-22. I'm sorry. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Brothers and sisters, Jesus, the Son of God, he came to this earth in the form of a human being. He lived with us, he ate with us, he slept with us. He was tempted like any of us, yet he overcame. We have to be a victorious people. We have to be a loving people. We have to put aside all, anything that is superficial about us. We have to be earnest, we have to be sincere. Brothers and sisters, we are talking about now revival and reformation in the church of God. We have to be earnest. We have to be sincere. We have to put aside any and all things that are what? That are unlike Christ. We have to be a praying people. We don't have to be on our knees to pray. God wants us to talk to him on a daily basis. We can even be driving and praying. We have to be what? A praying people. We must also be a working people. We also have to remember that the work that we do cannot save us. We are saved by what? By grace through Jesus Christ. But we have to go out and tell others what Jesus Christ has done for us. The other condition is that we have to believe in temperance. There are some of us who still like to drink that Coca-Cola, maybe that 7-Up, maybe that Sprite. Do you all know that a lot of these drinks have um, caffeine? Some of us like to drink our coffee. Some of us like to drink the tea. Brothers and sisters, we have to be careful 
of what we put in our mouths. We have to do what? We have to believe in temperance. We also have to believe in the Sabbath. Most of us know the memory verse in Exodus 28 through 11. Let's go to Exodus 20. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Let's take our Bibles again and turn to Isaiah 58, 12, Isaiah 58, uh, 12 to 14, Isaiah 58, 12 to 14. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of parts to dwell in. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. For the mouth of the Lord had spoken. Brothers and sisters, how many of us are adhering to these directions? How many of us are speaking about things that are not really necessary on the Sabbath? The directions are here. And God wants his people to be ready for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But we have to follow the counsel. Amen? Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is coming soon. And he wants each and every one of us to be saved in his kingdom. But we all have a part to play. God wants us to acknowledge our sins. God wants us to repent of our sins. God wants us to have a desire not to commit those sins anymore. And God wants us to accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior. King David I should say there was war in Israel at a certain time. And instead of going to war, King David was walking on his roof. Instead of doing what the commander of chief was supposed to do, he was sitting at home thinking about the things of the earth. He saw this lady from his roof and invited her into the palace. But this lady, she could have refused. But... As someone who was being called by the royal, he, uh, she responded. And something happened. The king slept with one of his soldiers' wife. King David knew that he had done something wrong. But he did not admit his wrongs right away. It was after his sin was pointed out to him that he earnestly regretted what he did. And he did not give up. He believed that there was still hope. There was hope in God. There was hope in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, no matter whatever sins that we have committed, God will not turn his back on us. 
He wants us to humbly come to him and pray and ask him for forgiveness. Let, let, let us see what, um, let us look at the, the prayer of King David. Psalm 51, Psalm 51, 1 to 14. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitudes of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide my face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I Teach transgressions, transgressors their ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Brothers and sisters, God is calling each and every one of us to repentance today. Today may be the last opportunity that you may have. You may be driving out there on the street today and something unexpectedly happens. But there is hope in Christ. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Today, we're asking each and every one of us to repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen? Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesca.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesca.org.